Hey, good to be with you today. I'd say it's nice to see you, but um, I don't see you, but I'm glad that you're there on the other side of this. Today we're in Jonah chapter 1. I encourage you to turn in your Bibles to Jonah chapter 1. We're going to start today in verse 3, and um, the Bible says this. This is rough, okay? Here we go. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And then you'll notice uh, just a couple of phrases. It says further on, so he paid and went down. And then later on in that same verse, it says from the presence of the Lord. Probably the book of Jonah is not new to you, but if it is, you might be scratching your head right now and thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, this is the prophet of the Lord. What is he doing running from God? Why in the world would somebody who had such an amazing calling on his life choose to go in the direct, in the opposite direction of where God was calling him to go? And, you know, we're going to talk about uh, this in a couple of days, but it was a difficult context for Jonah because Jonah was being called to go to Nineveh, to the very place, to the very people that were responsible for being so abusive to the northern kingdom of Israel. Uh, in fact, you know, some of the abuses that the Ninevites executed upon that northern part of the kingdom are so horrendous, it's hard for me even to articulate out loud. I mean, they, they just, they were possibly the cruelest people to ever live on the face of the earth. And so Jonah was given this very challenging commission to go and to preach a message of repentance to these people that he would have viewed as his arch enemies. You know, he had a he had a, a heart issue, a heart struggle. And so instead of being obedient to God, what does Jonah do? This great prophet of God, this man of God, for sure, there's no doubt, respected among all of Israel. Um, he chooses to be disobedient. He goes in the absolute opposite direction of the calling of God on his life. He does something that doesn't even sound, doesn't even sound reasonable, right? He fled from the presence of the Lord. He fled from the presence of the Lord. That doesn't sound reasonable because you know, in, because you're thinking in your right mind, that God is everywhere, that God is omnipresent. And so literally, it is impossible to flee from God's presence. Um, but I think, I think, number one, that when we're, when we're in disobedience, our ability to see things for what they are becomes skewed. That's why the Bible calls it deception. But then in addition to that, you know, when the Bible talks about fleeing from the presence of God, it also means from the will of God. So Jonah was seeking to escape the will of God for his life. He was on the run. And being on the run really cost Jonah. In fact, you know, I read those, those phrases to you as an expression of how this disobedience was going to end up costing him. He paid for the fare. He went down to Tarshish. He fled from the presence of the Lord. So, so all of these things, you know, steps of obedience were costing him. Uh, he is the one who had to pay the fare. From where he was at in Jerusalem, it was all the way down to Tarshish. It was all the way down to the bottom of the boat. Ultimately, we'll see it was down to the depths of the sea in the belly of the fish. And so running from God always takes you down. You know, the devil will be there all along that journey saying you're going up 
when in fact you're not going up, you're going down. Your life is your life is deconstructing. Your life is devolving. And you know, sometimes sometimes we choose to see things in a different perspective when we're running from God. We think, "Oh, everything's all right. Oh, God, he's going to be gracious. God will be merciful. This will get better." We have all these ways of justifying uh, our lives when we're prodigal, when we're on the run from God. But the truth of the matter is this, we're, we're fleeing, we're leaving that place of intimacy with God. We're leaving that place of closeness. We're stepping out from under the covering of his protection. You know, Jonah was a, a guy that reminds me of the prodigal son in the New Testament, that story that Jesus gave of that, that son that wanted the inheritance, really wanted to live the life that that um, that was an ungodly life, but he couldn't do it while he was in his father's house. So he had to leave his father's house. And while he was out there on his own, just living the way he wanted to live, pretty soon as, as he progressively went down, he found himself in the slop with the pigs and he came to his senses, the Bible says, <clears throat> and he recognized that it would have been better for him even just to be a servant in the house of his father. And so... You know, he had that moment, that spiritual epiphany, that working of God within his life, and he recognized in that moment how far he had really fallen from his relationship with God. And so he made his way back, and as he made his way back, he found his father prepared with open arms to receive him. You know, make no mistake about it, when we're disobedient to God, um, we're, not, we're not going up. Our life is not getting better. Things are getting worse, and the very fact that we think things are getting better when in fact they're getting worse just shows how deeply deceived we are. Being obedient to God is the only way for us to draw near to Him and to live under the the provision of His protection and His blessing. I want to encourage you today to be obedient. You know, what in whatever area God has called you to to move in. You know, in whatever command he's given you to obey and whatever encouragement he's placed on your heart by the Holy Spirit to live out, hey, step forward in that. Remember that fleeing from the will of God is always a path that leads you down. Being obedient to God is a path that always leads you up. Father, thank you. God, help us today to be obedient to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day.